Welcome back to Gen X and Gen Z Talk Reality TV. I'm Alex. And I'm Hannah. And today we're talking about Survivor 44, but we're doing something a little different because we're going to talk about Survivor 9 and 10 because last weekend, one of us, not me, went, Whoa, to, what the? went to Denver for the weekend. So we're catching up with two episodes. What? I didn't know I was going to be roasted in the intro. So yeah, hopefully it's not too confusing. There was a lot going on, but we're going to try it out. Well, it's funny because last episode, episode eight, there wasn't really much going on. We had such a short episode, so I kind of figured it would be the same for nine and ten, but now these are action-packed. Action-packed, lots to unpack. Let's do it, Han. <laughs> so looking at these two episodes together... I think it's really great to compare the fact that episode nine, Kane goes home, which, what? Why Kane? Doesn't make any sense. Crazy strategic, not move. And then episode 10, okay, they got one of the biggest threats of the game out who definitely would have gone to win. So just totally exemplifies the confusing nature of the strategy being played in Survivor 44. Well, I feel like Franny was the first one to be voted out that was actually a threat to win the game. Everyone else on the jury, maybe they had one good thing going for them, but I don't think any of them were potential winners. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like the other ones finally realized, hey, maybe we should get Franny out because she's playing really great. And I also think that Franny did such a favor to Danny by being in beast mode. I just think Franny was having fun. Like it didn't occur to her that she was positioning herself as such a threat. First of all, I'm so sad that Franny went home because these past few episodes, she was becoming my favorite. Of course, we gave her criticism before and now I'm cheering her on throughout these entire episodes and she goes home. But I do have to say, I love the fact that Franny went beast mode because there's typically that athletic guy in the beginning who kind of gets voted off early on in the merge because they're winning everything. But this time it was Franny. But I just want to appreciate Franny for a second because... She won that reward challenge and brought all three of the moms and I was tearing up because that was really cute. And we had been a little harsh on Franny earlier, but then we see the, all these nice moments of Carolyn telling her story and her battles with addiction and stuff and Franny just appreciating her and talking about how she wishes she could be more open and authentic to herself like that and I just really come to like Franny and of course when that happens she's gone. So as a person I totally agree with you but as a player I just don't think someone who has kind of zero strategy should win so I wasn't that upset that she went home. I was a little upset because there was this moment Franny is talking to Danny. She is telling Danny that they should probably be targeting one of the three stooges, aka Carson, Carolyn, or Jam Jam, because they are in the middle, which is so true. The old orange tribe and the old green tribe have been like at war with Carson, mainly Carson, calling the shots on which way they're gonna swing, leading the three stooges in the power position. And Franny picked up on that. She was the only one to vocalize that, and she did it to Danny. So I guess she could have said it to someone else who was more willing to listen but she gave that plan to Danny and then Danny goes off telling her it's 
illogical to get one of them out. Like, I don't think so. They're the ones who are going to win. I thought that the way Danny talked to Franny was pretty awful. Um, Don't forget, this is coming off of Danny playing his idol for Franny. So it kind of makes sense to me why Franny would have some allegiance to Danny at this point in the game. But I, I totally agreed with Danny's thoughts, though, in terms of, yes, true. Tika was in the middle. True. Identify that. But at a 3-3-3, it's not time yet to get rid of Tika because Jam Jam Carolyn, not a threat. I mean, we know Carolyn's actually a threat, but not looking like a threat. And everybody just loves Carson. So nobody's voting him out. So I still think they had to stick with the plan and go for Orange. Okay, I completely disagree. Like, biggest disagreement yet. What are you saying they're not threats? Jam Jam, do you, did you miss Jam Jam's whole Godfather monologue? Someone wrote down Jam Jam's name. That was Matt. Matt went home. That was Brandon. Brandon went home. Kane. Kane went home. Jam Jam has a huge say in what's going on. Carson is running the game, not to mention now he's also a threat to win immunities with all his 3D puzzle making. And Carolyn is becoming everyone's favorite person who they just want to talk to. And they don't think that she is a threat, but she is. Like, they are the ones who are going to win the game and who are controlling everything. So I don't get why you're saying it's too soon to do that. Because here everyone is focusing on getting rid of all the old Orange Tribe members who aren't even doing anything. I mean, I started by saying I have no idea why Kane went home. He is so not a threat. But in terms of like, yes, we see what's happening with Carson, Jam Jam, and Carolyn, but they don't. They don't see it. And even if they had all the information we have, I feel like they're not being strategic like that. They're not thinking miles ahead. They're thinking like one iteration ahead. No, that's exactly my point. You're saying no one sees that they are threats. Franny saw it. Franny saw it and voiced it to Danny and Danny didn't listen to her. And I would just like to paint a visual for all the listeners that we share one microphone because we are a small podcast and the two of us are pushing each other away from it right now. So they, yes, Tika is a threat and Franny said Tika's a threat, but she said they're a threat because they're in the middle. If she would have been able to verbalize to Danny everything that you just said that we're watching, Jam Jam's actually calling the shots. Carson had a 3D printer and he can do all puzzles. <laughs> Carolyn, is, and this is kind of before that kumbaya moment where Carolyn was really bonding with everyone, which I don't mean to make light of it because I also love Carolyn and love that. And when she said we're really getting to know each other, Totally agree. Best part of the game, probably. But Franny didn't say these people are going to win the game. They're they're calling the shots. They're playing strategically. Everyone loves Carolyn. Everyone loves Carson. And he never said that. She just said they're in the middle. Yeah, she said they're in the middle. The person in the middle is the swing vote that decides where to go. These two other tribes, the old green and the old orange, are going head to head at this stalemate of who's going to win. And the old purple tribe makes the decisions. So she said that. You just said purple's a swing vote. Danny is so cocky that he still feels like he can use them to swing in his favor. And by the way, hey, that's what happened because Kane went home. So Tika voted to swing and get another orange out. I will say maybe Danny also, well, Danny's just always so arrogant. 
But maybe he also feels this way because he used the idol on Franny. So he's like, hey, I just saved you. So maybe you owe me a little bit of listening to me. Yeah, I definitely think because he just saved Franny, he had some extra credibility with her. But let's talk for a minute about Danny being arrogant with the whole rice thing. Like, we're going to be the season where people actually play. Like, what have you? How many survivors have you watched? I was seriously just so shocked that came out of his mouth. I wasn't shocked because it's very fitting with Danny. But yes, he is so like simple minded because the whole we're here to play thinking that only the challenges and the immunities is the only part of Survivor. I think this rice negotiation is an even bigger part of Survivor, let alone the part where they're fueling their bodies because they're starving and that gives them the ability to then compete harder in immunities and strategize. But even bigger than that, it's very telling who decides, okay, I'm going to sit out or I'm going to play. We got so much out of just that negotiation. Look at Jamie, for example. Like, you can just, you saw the paranoia in her being like, oh, I'll do it. Oh, no, oh, I can't. Like, I think that started to paint a bigger target on her back because she put herself out there. Yeah, I would have totally gone for Jamie instead of Kane if you wanted to get a Ratu member out. I When she did that, I just totally agree with you. Wishy-washy, not sure. I'm going to play for myself. Plus, I have an idol. I'm really surprised that they didn't decide to figure a way to get her out. While we're talking about Danny, though, I do think he's always been kind of full of himself. But I think right now his ego is just so bruised because he thinks he's supposed to be the big the big alpha guy of the beach. And look at what's happened to him. He loses an immunity challenge first to Lauren, who he thinks is the weakest person. Then he loses to Franny in the next immunity challenge. Two showdowns lost to two girls, which was the highlight of these episodes for me. But then in the reward challenge that Franny wins, Danny was right there gonna win and you just I saw the steam coming out of him trying so hard to win but he loses that again and then the one where Carson wins it was Danny flopping like a fish at full speed through that sand but then oh there's a puzzle Danny can't do puzzles and then Franny even passes him on that but then Carson wins so you just know he is boiling trying to grasp any control he can in this game I think he even says that. I think he says, I didn't come to be a part of it. I came to control it. And Han, we can revisit this moment, but I would be willing to bet you that whatever happens at the end of the season, Danny will paint those losses as calculating that he didn't, that he was trying to take the target off his back. Oh my God, you are so right. And I'm already annoyed. <laughs> oh my God, he's gonna, oh my God. He is so gonna undermine all the women who are so strong and beating him. And he's, oh my gosh, he is definitely gonna use that and be like, I knew that my biggest asset was my strength coming into this. So I hid that on purpose and I fooled all of you and weaseled my way by. That is so annoying. But can I just talk about also, he's not even just annoying in the challenges or arrogant in that sense but also how he talks to people can we just bring up the fact that when danny told heidi we're getting rid of franny and then danny goes we don't even need you his number one ally who's been there with him oh we don't even need you anyway 
So that really surprised me, even though probably should no longer be surprised at these things that are so now on brand Danny. Again, he tells Heidi, he doesn't discuss with her who the potentials are. And then when she just wants to have her conversation with the person that she's been strategizing with for the past, how many days has it been? Like 19. 19? Like That's a lot. Yeah. He says, well, this is what we're doing and we don't even need your vote. So it doesn't matter what you say. Like, what? I think, yeah, I think he's just got his little panties in a bunch because he gave away his idol. So now he's like, I gave you guys this. So you all, you owe me to do whatever, whatever I say. Yeah, I wish everyone could see what we see in the background because as big of a threat as Franny was, and this is why I feel like she wasn't aware of what a threat she was because maybe she would have toned it down or maybe she would have worked harder to try to get Danny out. But Danny, I feel like, would have been the best person to go home, episode 10. Well, I'm just really hoping that he's sticking around because people want to get him out later on like I'm really hoping he's sticking around because no one thinks he can win because everyone's so annoyed by him I'm really hoping it's not the fact that he's gonna get to the end and then say oh I did all this on purpose and for strategy and not because I'm a douche and then everyone go yeah I see that like I in this case I'm like hoping for a bitter jury Yeah, I don't know that we're going to get that. And unfortunately, now just who the competition is, like who who can beat him in challenges? Well, we just saw that he can't do puzzles and there's a lot of puzzles towards the end. So Carson and Lauren won that balancing one, which there's a lot of those like mind over matter competitions and maybe he'll get two in his head and Lauren or maybe even Jamie would win that. Also, I did. I did appreciate Heidi, though, not sort of falling for Danny's tricks on the girl's reward Heidi was saying that she's willing to let go of Danny and then they kind of cut to Danny saying yeah I can tell Heidi which way we need to go and he thought he could but Heidi is willing to cut him loose which I like I know Heidi almost went home but I think she's been in a pretty good position because I thought at the beginning of this season Heidi might use Danny as a shield Danny's not really a shield because he doesn't win anything but I think Heidi is kind of doing that with the three stooges like she works with them gives them information but I think they are seen as bigger threats than her that whole situation where those four powerful girls came together and I was just hoping they were going to work together I mean in that last vote Heidi was the only one that did vote for Danny I don't know what was wrong with those other four like how did Lauren and Jamie go against Franny or not Jamie well Jamie too but how did Lauren and Caroline decide to go against Franny and then Carolyn's idea of let's go against Heidi. Like what? How in the world did Danny slip through the cracks there? I am still mind boggled by this. I know I got so upset because yet again, we are so close to what looked like a girl alliance forming a strong girl alliance. I know the four of them sitting there like just appreciating each other while they're eating their food like that was beautiful. But I knew it was too good to be true. 
Yeah, Carolyn going against Heidi, that was disappointing. Heidi has always backed up Carolyn, has always wanted to work with her. And I think they overanalyzed that situation. When Heidi came clean about the fact of how many votes Danny said they had, they thought that Heidi was being suspect because she didn't press Danny to say, well, who is voting for Franny? And they didn't give Heidi the benefit of the doubt. And you were saying like they overanalyzed it. Yes. I mean, they're like strategic thinking is just so lacking. Carolyn just goes, well, then let's go against Heidi. That was so weird. Yeah. They blamed Heidi when it was Carson. Carson went to the dark side with Danny. They're fist bumping in the woods. Carson and Danny are working together to get Franny out. And Heidi was going back to the girls trying to like commiserate in a way being like look what Danny just tried to tell me is happening but they took it as like oh Heidi's not trying to stop him and kind of just telling us well that's what's going to happen but she wasn't doing that no and they could have used the part about them being all together at lunch they could have used that bonding to then sort it out together I felt like it was just such a quick like okay we'll do this it was because Carolyn was talking to whoever being like, well, how does that happen? Who's going to vote for Franny? I don't get it. We're going after Franny. And never did she ever think that Carson would be the one to be in on the plan. She's like, who, who do they have? Who's voting for them? It's Carson and Jam Jam, your two best friends. <sighs> yeah, I've been trying to root for Carolyn because she has been strategizing. But like, why does she never think of the possibility of Jam Jam and Carson going outside of what she wants? Yeah, especially when last episode, she did not want to vote out Kane. She wanted to vote out Danny. And she did end up voting with Jam Jam and Carson. But they just are not giving her any respect of what she wants. And I don't know why she didn't take the newfound girl power and turn it on Danny. She's been wanting to get Danny out forever. How did it go from, no, not Franny, not Franny, which I get, but how did it go from not Franny, not Franny to Heidi? How did it not go, let's use the girls to finally get out Danny? That seems so strategically obvious. I know. It's like they talked about this in Tribal. Heidi said something about, oh, I don't want to say one wrong thing and then that be used against me. It's like that's exactly what happened because that happens a lot where two people are working together to get someone out and then the one person thinks the other person is overplaying. So then they're like, ha, I'm going to turn on you and actually get you out. So that's what Carolyn thought she was doing to Heidi. But like that wasn't the time to be doing that. I also want to say I love Lauren so much, but Lauren and Jamie are just watching their numbers go away and being like, oh, shucks, like, can't believe that happened. It's like they watch Brandon leave, then they watch Kane leave, and then whoever approaches Lauren when they're like, oh, do you want to do this? She's like, sure, as long as it's not me. I get it, but you need alliances at some point. You need people to actually work with, to have bonds with. I want to root for her so bad. But then I'm like, it can't just always be, oh, not me, because who are your numbers? I could not agree more. And I think while you were talking, I was trying to kind of pinpoint that problem. So Jamie says like the the old survivor of alliances is gone. And maybe that's the reason I'm having such a hard time with this season is because 
you do need to have some type of understanding of where the game is going. And if this happens, then that will happen. And then what will happen next? And I feel like these people are making decisions based on who they had a good social conversation with. I mean, Danny says they all really like each other. And he talks about how he and Lauren were not going to be working together. And now they're voting together. That's so confusing. I don't think Jamie's right, though. I think Jamie thinks that's what's happening, and that's why it's bothering me. Jamie thinks it's all everyone's just friends, and she can tell everyone that her idol's gone and that it's a relief to be telling the truth and everyone will buy that. That didn't happen. Like, she might not be having alliances, but I think other people do. I think Carson and Jam Jam are now working with Danny, and I think Franny and Carolyn wanted to work together. I think there are alliances, but Jamie thinks they're not. Going back to Kane getting voted out, I know Jamie's idol is fake, but it's like she thought it was real and she didn't even consider using that to save Kane, who is a number for her. The mentality is like, oh, just us in it for ourselves and I got to hold on to that, so that's great. It's like sometimes you have to sacrifice things to be able to have numbers because that's what gets you further. Like as much as we're ragging on Danny, at least he used his idol for someone else because he knew he needed a number. Yeah, no, I think we're saying the same thing, honestly, because, okay, so you were just saying about Franny and Carolyn are trying to work together. By the way, last episode, Franny wanted to vote Carolyn out. And this is my problem. They're relationships are so short term. And I think alliances are long term. This game is fast. They've shortened it. So they're like going to tribal every two days or so. And so last episode, Franny opens the idea that Tika's in the middle and that we should get them out. And now this episode, she and Carolyn are best friends and in an alliance. And I would agree with you. The alliance that's actually carrying through is Carson and Jam Jam. Because clearly the way Danny is speaking to Heidi, he doesn't really care about her opinion. They're not working together in an alliance. Jam Jam does not at all care about Caroline. I now think that Jam Jam and Carson are completely pacifying her, which may be good on them because they are going to go far. But Carolyn, I don't even think is part of that anymore. And like you said, and totally agree, Jamie and Lauren might be a solid too, but they're not calling any shots. So that doesn't count as an alliance if you're not making strategic decisions. Yeah, I think there's definitely a difference between an alliance and numbers. And I think what Jam Jam and Carson have is an alliance. And I think Carolyn to them is just a number. She thinks they're all an alliance, but they're not. They just think she, they can tell her where to vote and she'll do it. Yeah, they're not listening to her at all. And I feel like Jam Jam and her maybe did use to talk strategy, but no, now it's like because she had a great idea with Danny. Yeah, and I wish she would stop being so blinded by sweet, innocent Carson. I just don't know about Carson. I don't know if he's the strategic mastermind. He talks about his chaos version and his strategy version and his social version. And I don't know what's going on actually in his brain. I, I almost wonder if Jam Jam's the one actually calling the shots way down the line. Like I was saying, not just what's going to happen as a result of this decision, but then after that, what happens with that decision? And then what are the possible scenarios 
further down. I don't think anyone is doing that that I can see. Kind of going back to how we were talking about over strategizing and their strategy is just always a little off. It's like they're trying to shoot this target and they're hitting the tree stump instead of the target. And I felt that way when we were watching everyone think that Jamie's story of the idol is complete BS. And it's like they're all giving Jamie so much credit for being so smart. Their targets are so weird. Like they targeted Kane and then they're thinking Jamie's selling this big story. So I didn't understand why Kane didn't. I know he can't be like, yep, it's true. It's in my pocket. But his he was so stone faced. I mean, the jury does react sometimes. He couldn't like lift his eyebrows or give a smile and a slight nod. I mean, that was weird. Jamie said he was her number one ally. Like, why did he not back her up? You are not allowed to say anything in the jury. That's a huge thing. Even a telling sign would completely impact the game. You're not allowed to do that. Because if he gave a nod saying that he doesn't have the idol or he does have the idol, that would shift things. It's on the person who's in the game. That would have been up to Jamie to maneuver. Kane's out. Like, he doesn't owe anyone anything. Well, good on Kane then because he had a stone face. But he had such a stone face that I think the other members still playing thought for sure Jamie was lying. Before we wrap up here, I do want to say in terms of Franny as a person, I am so happy for her. I have the sense that she didn't come out ever thinking that she could actually win Survivor. And so I don't think she went there in her brain. I think if she had worked on strategy more, she potentially could have won Survivor. But I think she will live a different life now just feeling so powerful and I think she got caught up in that and that might be good enough or maybe even better than winning for her so I am happy for her yeah it's interesting you say that because I kind of get the sense that her biggest strength her whole life has probably been more of like her intelligence and her brain so she was probably really surprised that her biggest strength out there was her like physical capability so like she, she couldn't believe that she was the one kind of dominating the challenges and stuff like she probably thought she was going to be the mastermind and she didn't really do that but I do feel like satisfied for her and her journey in a way She probably had a self-perception that she was the awkward, geeky nerd. And I think she came away thinking that she was much more than that and could be comfortable in whatever shoes she wanted to wear. And that will affect the rest of her life. So go Franny. Very well said. Okay, I think that's all for this episode. Thank you all for listening. See you next week. Bye.